Well, this is stranded in Tuamotu's um, 31 days, uh, 24. I don't know. I don't know the thing. <laughs> Good job, booty. No, I tried. All right. Um, 32 days, 24 castaways, three co-hosts and one podcast. This is stranded in Tuamotu's and I am your host, Pootie. Uh, we're joined by three co-hosts and alumni of Stranded. LaVita, winner of Isolated 4, who originally played in Stranded for Victory, season 36. Hello. Nofo, host of Isolated, who originally played in Stranded in Venezuela, season 19. Hi, icons. Danny, host of Excursion, who originally played in Stranded in Turks and Caicos, season 32. He's not here right now. And joining the podcast for the first time, the legendary winner of Stranded in the Marquesas, who originally played on Stranded in Namibia, season 21. Who isn't here either. (laughs) We'll edit that in (laughs) when he joins. So today we're going to recap the first episode uh, of Stranded in Tuamotu's and preview the events leading up to tonight as the tribes have now swapped. Extremely eventful episode one. It feels like... The season's been going for a while now, but it hasn't. Yeah, we are literally on day five. I know. Yeah, it's it's going to be a long season. There's a lot of people, a lot of people to get to know, a lot of really good people. I think it's going to be a competitive season, hopefully. So far, it has been, but we shall see. So let's go ahead and try to recap a little bit what happened. Obviously, the tribes were split, 12 newbies, 12 veterans. And the opening twist was that we had these dossiers to give out where people like anonymously, you know, answered some questions to give the other tribe a little bit of information about them. They didn't know why, but... Uh, they found out quickly it was because one of them would be receiving a public immunity idol as voted on by the other tribe. What they didn't know is that that person would be switching places with the other tribe's person that would be getting the public idol. So essentially they were voting on who would be joining them um, on their tribe. So, you know, I think most of them were pretty generic. They had some funny ones like Garrett's was hilarious as the Keurig King. I'll, I'll pull it up so I can read it. But then I think Hannah stood out too as like saying, don't trust any of these fuckers. I think she uh, the the complete quote was "Don't trust these cunts." <laughs> yeah, that's so vulgar. So I'm just putting that on the record for the podcast. Yeah, uh, Lolita, <laughs> this is a child's program. No. <laughs> Um, where the fuck are they? Okay. Eventually, Liz's became just the majority vote by the noobs because she said she didn't like ketchup. So if you're trying to stand out in dossiers, say something completely random, and that's what's going to get you attention. Love that for her. Yeah, we'll get into like what our thoughts were on Liz and Eddie being picked. Um, more importantly, Liz. But I'm gonna read a little bit of this. This is pretty long, but basically everyone had like generic shit that they wrote, and then all of a sudden it gets to Garrett's, who is just known as Castaway Number Four. But he says, "All right, let's get down to business." If you're reading this, I assume you're on the fans tribe. What you need to know is that my first season, Tanzania, has had a very large role in the community. He goes through all this bullshit, basically saying. I want to throw challenges. I'm going to be on your side. But the funniest part was he says, since this is anonymous, I'll introduce myself at the swap as the Keurig King. So you know who you're dealing with. Do we think he's just looking around his apartment and saw a Keurig and decided to go with that? Yes, it was alliterative. I think that was the most important part for him. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, Garrett... I was talking to, we couldn't get into Garrett because unfortunately we only got four days of Garrett, but I think it was worth Wings a season. you, King. You know, a season's worth Keurig of drama. King. 
Yeah, the Keurig King. I was talking to Joaquin about this. You know, Garrett brings trolling and train wreck to like a whole new art form on Stranded. Like it's not the reason he's the best troll maybe we've ever had is because he's really creative with it. Like it's not just insanity that he brings. It's also hilarious. Like sometimes it doesn't even seem like trolling, just these harebrained idea schemes. Like, they do have a purpose behind them. Yeah, I think think that's that's why he's so good at it, because he's not he's like one step behind the line before being like totally insane. Um, You know, like he gives just enough to like kind of make sense. And then you're like, oh, no, this is fucking insane. I think he would. I think it would work better in a game like isolated where you just have to convince one person to go along with the plan. And he's good at that. He's good at convincing people. It's just, you know, not enough. Well, and I also want to say uh, it almost worked. Like, he, he yeah. really well, narrowly yeah. stayed. He's definitely his own worst enemy. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's get to the two swaps. So Elizabeth gets picked pretty much unanimously. Eddie gets a, a majority of the votes as well. So basically with Eddie's, the Vets tribe was like, we're going to vote for the one that looks like the person who's going to need this idol the most. Yeah, which I think makes sense. That's kind of what I wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the Liz one, I think they just liked Liz. I, it's interesting, you know, this is now the second season where we were really high on Liz. We loved Liz going into this. Um, we were rooting for her in Tanzania. And I don't think it's a coincidence that yet again, everyone loves Liz just based off of like even this anonymous survey. I just think her personality is so strong um, and in- infectious that people want to be around her. And-, and we saw that like a day into the new tribe where we were, I was kind of concerned like, oh God, we're, we're off to a bad start with Liz again. We're making her like swap tribes. But, you know, I think very quickly she turned it into like a huge positive where she made like a very solid alliance on that tribe and like a day in had determined who would be going home pretty much by herself. So, you know, I, I have to give kudos again to her. I don't know how long we'll get her in this season. I, I, I don't like to count my chickens with Liz anymore after last season, but so far, so good. Yeah, on paper, Liz is in a phenomenal position. She worked that new tribe very well to get people she could work with. She's got good connections on the Vets tribes, too. And on paper, it looks great, but that's happened before. So hard to get too excited for her. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I have the worst feeling for her. Yeah. I, I, I think we're just she's all just, expecting something to happen at this point. That's, yeah. that's we're, over. We're, we're holding our breath, I think, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, the the veterans all meet. Um, it was funny when Elizabeth first joined the game and saw Missy, as expected. We had some initial drama. There was also... A lot going on with a lot of a lot of drama between the vets. I was actually pleasantly surprised, though, by a couple of them. I have to give credit where credit's due to Stephanie, number one, with one N, Stephanie from Morocco. I thought she was going to be a lot more aggressive than she has been. I think she's been playing actually really well here, uh, letting Jed do a lot of the dirty work and just kind of laying low and... I would say making bonds, but that's giving her too much credit. But I do think she's been playing well so far. And I also want to give credit to Jessica, who has been playing really well, considering I thought she'd be a total train wreck and first boot. So kudos to Jessica for so far proving me wrong. It's not to say she won't get there eventually, but um, as of right now, she's playing very well. Yeah, I think Stephanie 1N is in the right position that she needs to be in for now. I do know that with her competitive edge, once they lose a tribal proper, 
like they lose a challenge that could fire her up a little bit. We'll see how she reacts under pressure, I think is one of her weaknesses. Uh, can we talk about what she's been doing tonight or are we saving that for later? Let's save that for just a little bit. Cause I want to go through like okay. the first few rounds and talk about what happened there. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think she's just got too big of a temper and I think, you know, she's not really, she's not really good at talking to people when she's frustrated in a neutral tone or, you know, a positive tone. You can always tell when she's mad, which I think doesn't really suit her well in this game. Who are we talking about? Uh, one in. Okay. Cause that could have been applied to multiple people and I would have <laughs> agreed. I, I really thought like, oh, maybe he's talking about Hannah. Maybe he's talking about Jessica. Um, when did we start talking about Aurora? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you really could be applied to like a majority of the vets. Um, so a majority alliance forms eventually. And Jed is pretty much the ringleader. Uh, the core of it is Jed, Jessica and Hannah. And then they get Stephanie with one end by proxy of Jed. Jessica pulls in Aurora. Who am I leaving out? There's one more of them, but anyway, I guess War Dog is technically. In yeah, it, I was going to say they kind of have War Dog a little bit, but he's kind of looser on that. So those five or six people are are pretty tight and kind of calling the shots on the the veterans tribe. Liz would have been in there had she been on that tribe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Garrett was actually, and Garrett had a lot of people who wanted to work with him here. He was in a pretty good position on Saturday, uh, and then he just had to go full Garrett. Immediately, he wanted to do a train wreck alliance, which. People were not on board with because it was just too many people who didn't get along. I think, you know, like he wanted Garrett, War Dog, Stephanie, Stephanie, Missy and Rocker. The problem with that is that those people all have other close allies that we're all going to be talking anyway. The other thing Garrett did wrong of, of the many things he did wrong is that he started to play two sides against each other. Like he, he made an alliance with one half and then decided to make an alliance with the other half. And of course, those people compared notes. He also put two. He was also saying the names of two people in the train wreck alliance to each other. He told Missy to go Stephanie. He told Stephanie to go Missy. And they were ostensibly in the same group he formed, which is where I I think he got a little messy. I think he oh, he started too too much. If he had just stuck to Missy as a target, he could have done all that scheming and probably been uh, totally fine. But the fact that he was like talking to Missy too, I think really fucked him up. He started saying names too soon and he started saying decoy names too soon. Yeah. So already Garrett is kind of like he's rocking the boat too much and people are going to start throwing his name out there when at the start of the game. I don't even think mm -hmm. he was a main target. I think it was going to be Missy or I mean, Eddie was really the only other name, you know, or maybe maybe Rocker who didn't show up the first few days, too. But he really put himself in the in the firing line by doing all this bullshit. And even that would have been forgivable. It's kind of, you know, Garrett does this thing where he he gets himself into trouble and then he's able to get himself out of trouble by being just as crazy. So he did that here. He actually, even though he was in a lot of trouble, he caught Jessica, Hannah and Jed private messaging. And he was able to actually use that pretty effectively by going to Stephanie with two ends and Stephanie with two ends, UB, as we know her, had a really close alliance with Ty. And actually, Stephanie with two ends, I think, is probably the best player on this tribe. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'll agree. She's not in a position of power at all, but her reads have been spot on. And actually, her gameplay has been pretty spot on, too. Um, and I do I think I love the relationship between Stephanie and Ty. I think that's my favorite pairing of this game. So I'm really rooting for them to do well. But basically, you know, they kind of suspected there was a majority that they're not a part of. And then Garrett, when he mentioned 
the three, Jed, Hannah, and Jessica, all talking, they believed him. You know, I mean, Stephanie specifically sent Ty on a mission that he did to go fish out information about it and see what was going on with that vote. So, you know, I I think the best thing Garrett does is get people riled up. And this is a great group to get riled up. So immediately he goes to Jessica with this information and, and basically confronts her and says, look, I saw you talking to these two people. And then, you know, that whole alliance got so frazzled that Garrett figured this out um, and so pissed off at him for figuring it out. It was bizarre, even though it's not like it's not like it's a crazy thing to do. People do that all the time. You know, he became like this this hate <laughs> it was it was like a group think of hate. I don't know. It, it basically, they just wanted anything they could grasp onto to get rid of Garrett at this point, um, especially now that they're threatening their power structure. So with that, you know, Garrett had started to kind of frazzle them to a point where maybe they would start to slip up. And I think that they did, actually. And there was enough friction with Eddie having the idol and them wanting to split votes that Garrett really stood a great chance of getting out of this. And had he freaking voted for Eddie, he would still be in the game, I think is the most frustrating part. It's really sad to see that type of stuff happen where he was like, "Okay, you know, I'm suspicious of things, but I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to go with what we talked about. Not going to do anything crazy here. It's and just then... a, it's just a situation where he had all the pieces he needed to, mm-hmm. to go far. He had all the pieces he needed to do well. It's just putting it all together. It didn't work out for him. Yeah, I think, you know, Garrett is his own worst enemy. Like we said, he's totally the reason why he went home. No question about it. So, like, you can't be too upset about it. But I still like I love having him in the game so much. I really was I was uh, bummed out that he got out first. Yeah. That being said, he provided us with some great entertainment. I'm going to read now the message he gave to Eddie, one of his brilliant schemes to try to get Eddie's idol. Uh, Maybe one of my favorite things ever tried in Stranded, Uh, at least since Teresa. I don't know if it was inspired by Teresa. It's very similar. Let me pull that up now. So he says he messages Eddie. So here are the steps to making a fake idol and turning you into the richest player in the game. Step one, message Jeff Probst and tell him you would like to send the public community idol to Garrett. Step two, I use Photoshop software to create a fake idol. I can make one, two, three, however many you need. I then send you the fake idols. Step three, you go to the people who offered to buy the idol from you and accept. Take their coins and send them a fake. They won't know the difference. I'm only doing this to help you. You can keep all the coins for yourself. So there's nothing for you to lose, my friend. I just, I mean, if he had followed that up with like, by the way, I'm a Nigerian prince. I think it would have <laughs> would have been totally accurate. Like Signed the Keurig King. Yeah. Like, I, it's so ridiculous. It reminds me of like a bad comedy writing or like, or like, you know, something where Job on Arrested Development would come up with. Like, it's so ridiculous that you can't help but laugh. But it's like, like, clearly Garrett is not a stupid player or a person. I think he's just so intense and worked up in becoming like the, the greatest player of all time that he totally overplays and is just ridiculous. Uh, but I yeah. have to think. I have to think it's part of like a meme, right? I don't think so, because look at how pissed he was last night. Like, well, I think he he was under the impression it was going to work and it should have worked. I think he's p- most more pissed that he is the reason he went home. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I do. I do agree that I think he would actually be a better fit for something more Big Brother formatted um, or isolated when you do. He can just go to the HOH with a harebrained scheme. And as long as he just gets that one person on his side for that one round, that's all he needs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It would be hard for him to be worse at Big Brother than Survivor at this point. Well, you know, like I was saying before, I mean, 
it, Survivor is a numbers game. Big Brother really isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would take a hundred Garrets over a majority of people that have played Stranded. So no complaints from me. Oh hi. Um, do you, do you want us to do an intro for you, or are you just here to listen? I'm just here to listen while I make dinner. Okay. Okay. So that was Garrett's tribal council. The saga of Garrett. Yeah. Um, he gave us many great moments, uh, as we would expect from Garrett. I would equate it to Tony and Game Changers. I think Nofo, you had that analogy. I think it was pretty spot on. Except you oh. know, Garrett's never won. So <laughs> no, I think I, I, I think I compared him to um, Sierra. Okay, yeah, that's probably more accurate. Another hilarious thing, we have to talk about some of the newbies because I think there were some great standouts. Um, Most notably has to be Brandon, one of my all-time favorite players now. I think he's so hilarious and endearing and out there. (laughs) He's been an absolute blast to to lurk. Uh, I think many quotes have come out of Brandon throughout the past four days. I can't wait to have more, hopefully. Hopefully many more. Most notably, we titled the episode after him. He he did a whole rendition of Losers at War, which was actually hilarious. But then he ended it with, disclaimer, this is not a threat when I say I'm coming for you. I mean, I'm coming to talk over the internet in a nice Christian way, smiley face. He really is. Endearing is the perfect word for Brandon. He is not cut out for this game, I don't think. But he is incredible, and I want him in it as long as he can he can squeeze by. I think that, I mean, it's like, everything is so hilarious, but I also like, it makes me love him so much. Like, I really am rooting for him to stay in a genuine way now. Not even as like a joke, because it's funny. Like, I, I actually like him a lot. I mean, it's so weird, because he's like the moral antithesis. I, I did not pronounce that right. Or my lips <laughs> fucked that up. Um, he, he is, how do you pronounce that? Antithesis? I guess you said it right, but the lisp is great. Okay, um, to me, and like, I shouldn't like him, but I do. I don't know why, but he's like, there's just something about him that it's impossible not to like. Yeah, I think he's just so genuine and so just himself that you can't not like him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part. Like, of course, he's going to have opposite views from a lot of people on the server. And, you know, I think normally that might bother us, but he's so nice about it and like really sweet that you're just like, okay, whatever. (laughs) You know, I don't know. He's just he's he's actually a sweetheart and very likable. And I, I don't think, you know, like, I don't know if he's actually playing the game or what, but he's he's around a lot. And talks a lot. I, I don't know if he could actually... Let me put it this way. I think he's he would be a better ally than Eddie, who I think is, you know, like some people have said, is on another planet. Like, I, I love Eddie, but I don't know if he's, if he's all there. Let's <laughs> be honest. I think Brandon's Brandon's ability as a partner is is um, or as a player is encompassed in Rocker's most recent summary of him. He says, I went to my fucking partner, Brandon, for a little bit of anything green team related. And he's going about the, on about the results of the Royal fucking rumble like a little kid. <laughs> he's totally like a little kid. It's It's actually great, though. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you could talk to Brandon and get a vote with him like he's played orgs before, so he knows the deal. Eddie, however, like I had zero faith he would play that idol. I knew he would not even know how to. And not to mention he's talked about the idol as like a lottery. He thinks it is. I I don't even know if the the guys watch Survivor or or knows what's going on, to be honest with you. He watches Survivor because that's all his Twitter feeds about. It's just 
it's so weird. I, I don't. It's I, really weird. <laughs> he voted correctly. Yeah, like I mean, he shows up to I'm events. Talking about Eddie. Never mind. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know about Eddie because you know, where did you find him? He was a Google entry. Oh, um, then you probably watch the Survivor. He he definitely watches, and he's like a teacher. I just I uh, there's got to be some kind of language barrier going on, um, but also like some fundamental strategy errors going on. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you could get together and vote with Eddie on anything. Like, uh, he's just so out there. I, it could also be that he was overwhelmed with all the people coming to him. Garrett and Wardog with their crazy plans of, like, trying to get his idol. He did get the most stressful, like, experience of this game so far. Immediately getting swapped onto a tribe of all veteran players. Immediately trying to take advantage of him. It's got to be a lot. Yeah, um, I will also say he's also adorably out, out of place here. <laughs> like he's really, I can tell he's a really sweet guy. He's also our oldest tribe member, but he's like really yeah, everything he says. He's almost like cultish in how he talks. Like everything he says is really like peace and love. We're all going to love each other, and it's going to be great. And everyone's like, what? You know, <laughs> it's just really funny. He also like says everyone's name wrong. Like he it took Hannah a while, and it's a really funny confessional where he's like strategizing, and he said Warren. W-A-R-R-O-T. It took her a while to figure out who she <laughs> meant, and it was War Dog, so I'll never forget that. He also named this episode's title Swap Soup. Is that what it is? Soup Opera. Soup Opera, that's it. Was it an intentional play on words? I feel like it wasn't. I no. feel like it was not. It was no. it was when he, he was calling um he was calling Gareth out. <laughs> Gareth, yeah. I mean, as much as I would have really loved Eddie to go home and Garrett to stay, I'm here for like the Eddie quotes because they are, they are hilarious too. So, is there anything we need to mention that we've not talked about? Um, I mean, story of the newbies because um, in terms of their first round, it basically just came down to who people had talked to at the time on the day. It's kind of a majority alliance forming with Matt and michael and sherry shamar and alexis with liz thrown in when she was there and they essentially made the decision to go for eric unanimously in the first tribal which he was not an inactive or anything it was just kind of everybody wanted a unanimous decision his name was picked Alexis accidentally told him in the group chat. That was hilarious. Um, Yeah, she said, so Eric's talking to me. What do I say to him? (laughs) And he's like, hi. In the entire tribe chat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I got to say, I'm loving that that tribe. I think all the people that we assumed would do well have done really well. I think with the exception of maybe like Reynolds, who's not been around as much. And Eric, who unfortunately went home. I actually don't think he did terribly. I think he just was the unfortunate victim of... Mm -hmm. It could have been like one Saturday. of four different people at that at that state. Yeah, I think he got unlucky in that Liz really took uh, offense to him targeting yeah. her. He just said the wrong name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shamar really weaponized his words against him. Shamar has been fantastic. I think we need to shout out Shamar. A lot of the newbies have been. Like, all the people mentioned in that alliance are great. Alexis, Matt, Michael, Sherry, Allie have all been really, really great. I think Shamar has potential to be a really great character for us. Allie as well, who I think has huge overly aggressive train wreck potential alexis has been great michael and matt they're all very level-headed though and like good players i think you know majority of the fans are that so the fact they all came together and are sticking together is is not shocking i do think that'll get a little bit messy a little bit later on 
But for right now, I'm very pleased with them. I think everyone else has been okay. I've been a little disappointed in Hope and Laura's activity. I'd like to see them step it up a little bit when they are there. They're great. Yeah, I think they are some of the newer noobs, too. So they're still calibrating. Hope didn't even realize that there was a tribal council yesterday until somebody told her. Well, she's probably stoned. Um <laughs> To be fair. Uh, no, I really like them. I think that they have great personalities. And I think, like you said, you know, they're probably like lagging a little bit behind with, you know, everyone else is like very experienced here. So it will be a tougher season for these brand new players to catch up. But like, I think Shamar's doing pretty well. I don't think he's played anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think like Ali really recognized that she was kind of on the outs on her tr- original tribe, whereas Hope and Laura have not made put that together as much. Yeah. Needs to be said, Jed is playing probably the best game like we all assumed he would be, pulling the strings of that alliance together. I'm a little disappointed he didn't ditch Stephanie right away. I mean, I know why he wouldn't. It makes sense not to. But he has really cobbled together a group that I think will implode. I know a lot of people are worried they have too much influence over the game, but I just think that there's so many messy people in that alliance that there's it'll be a it'll be a fucking miracle if they stick together long term, to be frank. And and if he can pull it off, great for Jed. I mean, if you but pick that, one survivor of that alliance, though, I'd pick Jed. Oh, no, I uh, totally. To be I, but the, I don't the think one to survive through its blow up. <laughs> Well, right. But I don't think he can keep them all together for that long is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think mm. there's going to be a, a steamroll behind it. Ain't no way Stephanie is sticking around with Missy and Jessica and Aurora and Hannah all season. Like, there's no chance. I mean, Aurora's already gotten oh, already sni- <laughs> snippy with both Stephanie and Hannah um, in the first five days of the season. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, like I think the fears of them all making this huge alliance that dominates, I think, you know, maybe pre-merge that could happen, but I don't see that lasting long term at all. If it does, kudos to them, but that's going to be hard to, to keep together. So we get to the tribe swap. We did it. It's very confusing, this tribe swap, because we had them pick partners and then, you know, we half the tribes. And the idea here is to have tribes that were mixed, half newbie, half veteran, but also have partners across tribal lines so that they could communicate across tribal lines. So we did that. The new partnerships are Alexis and Elizabeth. Love that pairing. Allie and Aurora. Brandon and Rocker. Hilarious. Eddie and Stephanie with two N's. Hope and Hannah. Laura and Ty. Matt and Missy. Michael and Jessica. Reynolds and Jed. Shamar and Wardog. And Sherry and Stephanie with one end. Overall, these are kind of like perfect pairings. Like it's kind of bizarre how close the people are to like their opposites, like Brandon Rocker, Jed and Reynolds. I mean, a lot of these people are extremely similar to an eerie degree. Yeah, the people who paid the most money for their partners were Stephanie with one end, getting Sherry as her first pick out of that. Uh, Alexis paid to get Elizabeth. She knew it was Elizabeth because her dossier was, you know, not <laughs> not anonymous at that point anymore. And then I think Matt or Missy paid for Matt. Matt is not happy about it. Um, and Michael yeah, paid for I, Jessica. I wouldn't be either. Um, good for Missy, though. <laughs> Frankly, Missy's been playing uh, to the best of her ability and has actually been doing very well, considering she really should have been the first boot. And I think having Matt as a partner is only going to benefit her. So kudos to, to her for playing well so far. Um, I don't think that's going to hold up very long, but as of right now, she's playing well. Can someone explain to me why 
the other Tanzanians like Jess was upset that Garrett brought up what Missy had done. I was very confused. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. They all were so pissed off that Garrett was bringing up past history with Missy's like, was it a friggin secret? Like Michael knows about it and he's brand friggin new. And basically he was just telling Eddie, you know, the story of his tribe mates. And, but I didn't understand why Jess was upset. <laughs> yeah. That, and that too is like, what a hypocrite. Cause she's pissed that Missy was in the game to begin with. So that was bizarre. I think that's just another thing of like group think where, you know, when you hate someone, you, you pick up anything you possibly can to use against them. And Missy was pissed off. So they used that. I, who knew that a couple months after Tanzania, the Tanzanians would be in outrage over Missy being outed as a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a weird turn of events we're in but uh you know that's the that's the two emotus yeah and people do like to spread narratives so the second somebody's like oh somebody's upset let's go let's go pretend to be upset too it's so bizarre and and they all did it they're all like i can't believe he would do that like <laughs> what do you mean like what what did he even do he just brought up a fact like she cheated like uh, it's pretty well known she was removed like uh, it happened you know i don't know why that was a scandal at all i'm tripping in here just because i got it it was just because Jess was pissed off that her alliance, like Garrett totally sniped her alliance by like viewing the PMs and she just got so pissed off at that. <laughs> oh, and that, then the funny, th- funny thing there is that the reason she gave for those PMs was Jed was asking about the Missy situation. So is oh, it right, okay yeah. for Jed to do that, but not for Garrett yeah, to so talk about it? So it's okay if it? she outs Missy to Jed and Hannah, but not Garrett, you know? Yeah. There's no logic behind do it. Do as I say, not as I do. It was it was just purely uh, ammunition at that point. Yeah, I think she just wanted Garrett out and was doing anything she could to do that. No, totally. So where we are now, we have two new tribes. The new Pugaroa is Alexis, Aurora, Hannah, Matt, Michael, Reynolds, Rocker, Shamar, Sherry, Stephanie with two N's, and Ty. Great swap for the newbies. Uh, their whole alliance is, is intact on that tribe and in the majority terrible swap for Hannah and Aurora. A good swap on paper for Rocker, Stephanie, and Ty. I mean, the best thing about this is that they totally blew up their whole spot when they got rid of Garrett. Because now Stephanie and Ty and Rocker and probably Wardog are all completely aware of the Power Alliance. Just because it should have it should have definitely been Eddie, like, on paper. Um, so the only reason it would have been Garrett is if you had a personal plan that they were unaware of, you know? And especially if they were, like, stick to the original plan. And they had to go back and be like, Ty, the original plan was this. <laughs> like, um, not good. You left several people out of that plan. Yeah, it seemed like the original vote went exactly as intended as they had told everybody to. But then the revote is where, you know, Stephanie and Ty and Wardog... Or like, mm, I don't really agree with this. And I think this is very evident of what's going on here. Yeah, because those guys, I think, liked Garrett for the most part, um, specifically Stephanie and Ty. They had wanted to keep Garrett. And, and even in the revote, Stephanie switched her vote to keep Garrett. So now on paper, Stephanie and Ty should be in a great position. They can just throw Aurora and Hannah under the bus, explain what happened. Where that gets sticky is that they can communicate cross tribe with their new partners who are part of a majority alliance, specifically with Jed, Jessica, Stephanie with one N, Hannah and Aurora. So they can kind of reach out to their partners to try to save Hannah and Aurora. I don't know if that'll actually work. And I think 
you know, while that's fun to say, I think the newbies would be a little foolish to abandon their solid alliance to kind of save some vets that they want them to save, you know? I think Matt especially is already a little wary of it. He's like, why are these people on the other tribe, like Missy and Liz and Jessica, all telling us to vote out Ty? Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, especially, I think, you know, Stephanie and Ty even said, you know, like, look, our social game is far superior to uh, Aurora and Hannah, and I would agree. I think Hannah's biggest weakness is probably her social game. Her strength is her competitiveness. But socially, she's not been great historically. So if this is just going to come down to who the newbies like more, I think Stephanie with two ends and Ty stand a great shot because they are probably the two best social players of the veterans. So, you know, I think if they can kind of schmooze the newbies to the point where they don't want to get rid of them, and as has happened, Aurora and Hannah might rub them the wrong way, um, could spell trouble for them. I think Stephanie and I think Rocker are in the best vet positions on that tribe. I think Ty's already gotten a little bit of heat because people are trying to put a target on him, but I'm I, I feel like it will end up on Hannah or Aurora if that tribe has to go to council. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing that will save them is the other tribe influencing him, which very well could happen. I mean, it's starting to happen, but I, I still think it's it's going to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are two idols in play and more idols to come. So you never know. The other tribe is the new Tepoto, Ali, Brandon, Eddie, Elizabeth, Hope, Jed, Jessica, Laura, Missy, Stephanie with one N, and War Dog. This tribe has a lot, at least three of the majority vet alliance intact, and they have like some offspring with Elizabeth and War Dogs. So, like they're going to be fine. Plus, there's not really any new players for them to work with, even if they wanted to flip on people in this tribe. So uh, what I see happening on this tribe, I think Laura, Eddie, Brandon, Hope are all going to be in trouble. Like if this tribe goes to council a lot, they'll probably all get picked off is what I'm assuming. Where that'll get messy is if someone like Missy or Stephanie get a wild hair and try something. Or even Jessica. Jessica. I mean, that, that's the thing is like this, this majority alliance that is quote unquote controlling the game, they're notorious for stepping on each other's toes. It, it would be very difficult. The only one is who's solid with their people are like Jed and Elizabeth. Cause I mean, Jessica was known for stirring too much shit, even though she was loyal to her people. She still got too eager and would try things that she shouldn't have. Missy's completely untrustworthy. There ain't no telling what she'll do. Stephanie blew up Jed's game. It's likely she'll blow up her own game eventually. War Dog, I don't think is that close to the vets to where, you know, he'll stick with them too long. So it's just, I think it's a house of cards. I think what's going to end up happening is people will make new bonds, specifically with like Ally and some of the more likable new players. And I think it's going to get a little bit muddy. I don't think it'll yeah. be a clean break. I, I am. I'm really going to be focusing on Jessica and Missy here because the first thing that they talked about after Tribal and after the swap was Missy going to Jessica and saying, were you the vote for me? Yeah. And the vote for Missy that said this is for Liz. And she just automatically assumed somehow that Jessica was that vote for Missy. And that's a great start to their relationship if they're already this paranoid about each other, but pretending to work together. I think I think this is the beauty of this format because, uh, you know, we, we get together some train wrecks and they're going to implode. That's the whole point. And I think even the newbies, those six are solid now. 
And I think some people like Alexis and maybe even Matt would be a little bit more willing to be loyal. But I think some people like Michael and Shamar are, are ready to fuck shit up. So I expect them to turn on people rapidly, especially like Allie is, is going to cause some serious damage, I think. And I think she could make the merge. So I don't think either side has the certainly they have the ability to stay together and, and steamroll. But I think it's going to be very difficult with the level of player and the stability of the players. I just I just don't see it. Agreed. Does look like Cochran's finally on if we still want to try to get him in here. Make another legend. Final thoughts from Cochran. Yeah. Nofo, do you have any thoughts on the new tribes and the partners? Um, I like the I think the partners are good. I don't know. I'm worried about I'm worried about Alexis. I think Alexis could be fine, to be honest. I just don't know, you know, if people want to target, you know, she's paired with um with Liz, right? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be worried that they would target her. Uh, that's what I don't want to happen. I think Alexis is Alexis and Liz is a perfect pairing because they're very similar from mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, Alexis stands the same could stand the same problem as Liz. If they go home, it's going to be random because they're so well liked. But like on paper, they should be fine. But, you know, nothing's a guarantee, especially with these crazy, crazy motherfuckers. Uh, it looks like we're joined by Cochran, though. Everybody welcome a stranded legend. Icon. <laughs> What's going on, guys? We just went over all the events of the first round um, and kind of looked at the new tribes and the partners. What do you think? You were in a partner season, uh, several partner seasons, I think. Uh, no, just the one. Was Marquesas not partners? No, it was Refuge. No, just um, uh, Portugal was the uh, Portugal where I was stuck in here with Vetus. Yeah, where yeah, you portrayed your partner Vetus, um, <laughs> who was actually, that was actually a blood versus water, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the necklace coming out, obviously, at the end of the game there. Ended up changing a lot of people's opinions on what happened. I wonder if people are going to take it seriously just being thrown in. Yeah, I feel like just having them randomly, they probably won't care as much. But it was kind of like a big talking point, especially uh, come the merge for us back then. So. Um, I, my experience, even when it's random, it plays a big part. People yeah. like to know who's going to get the necklace when so they can plan right. around or and they like to rig it so that the pair that they want to be immune that round gets it, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I don't think it really matters too much right now, but I'm sure it'll come into play in a little bit here. I think that people are starting to already talk about their partners. And I noticed that Sherry, at the very least, was already telling people and her partner was intending to keep it a secret. So I wonder how uh, that'll, uh, that'll play out for them. Pudi, what's the earliest you've seen, you know, this twist end? Um, I want to say like, I want to say like, it, it ended really early, like final nine, one season, pretty it, early. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we ended at like final 10 in Legends, Teresa and I. Yeah, I, I think that was probably the earliest. And that's probably when it's least impactful. When it's really impactful is when that pair gets it at like final five. Mm-hmm. That's huge, you know, so and that's typically when it happens. I, I think this season, this is the first season we've done it where they've been able to IM. I think every other season we've done it, they've never had the instant messaging. So I think it's more impactful pre-merge than it's ever been just because information can flow so freely between the two tribes. Whereas before, you know, you could still communicate, but it was through like PMs. You were sending long documents, whereas this one is like rapid fire communication, copy paste, this happened. You know, we never had that. So I think we're seeing it impact the pre-merge more than it has in the past, uh, which will be interesting. 
Definitely. And I really like seeing all of the d- different people's approaches and perspectives on the partner thing, whether or not they want to work with their partner long term. I think a couple of people have already brought up, well, partners get looked at once you get to the merge. So maybe I want to drop my partner and be a single person later on in the game so people aren't targeting me. A lot of different perspectives on that, which I think brings a fun element into the partner's twist. Yeah. I, one thing, I know, it will definitely impact the game in, in a big way. I don't think it'll be like some afterthought, I think, particularly because they're new people and they're veterans that are paired. I think um, that's an important bond that people are going to want to have, especially in like a merge. So we'll see. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it changes this season with the IMs. I think you know maybe it'll change for the worse. Maybe it'll be better. I don't know. We're going to find out. You know, maybe too much cross-tribal talk is bad. Kyron, they're playing the um, trumpets for you, for your arrival. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. I think that's my ringtone too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to say that I think that uh, the people who are trying to uh, not utilize their partnership here are kind of missing a key relationship, you know, because a lot of them don't really have the uh, the luxury of having that cross-tribal connection. You know? So hopefully, I think the ones that do actually utilize it, it seems like most are, or at least some are attempting to, if it's not really working for them, then uh, they'll be have the most success probably. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's always beneficial to play with the twists, you know, the twists, mm-hmm. especially in Stranded, you know, some of them can be bad, you know, like, like Nofo, the, uh, con twist but you know i think if you embrace the twist typically typically you do better it's something to be said because you embrace the con twist and um i made it to final eight yeah in venezuela and kim J also semhar controversially tried to play against it and she was immediately booted for it so i think you know if you're given these tools like cross-tribal communications i think you're foolish not to take advantage of that Right. I mean, most of the times the twists are, are in place to give you a little bit of an advantage, though, right? You know, just they're meant to be played like that. So not only is it more fun, it just kind of gives you more of a leg. I'm just going to say it. I would not be here right now if it wasn't for the con twist because I would have <laughs> I I gone like third or second. That is true. Iconic. Cochran, while we have you, who do you think is playing the best and who do you want to stay? Best game? Probably Matt right now. I think that he's kind of being a little bit a little bit slimy, but he's also uh, making a lot of those inroads and not making it seem like he's that big target, like somebody like a Liz or a uh, or an Alexis are doing. You know, those people are kind of more on people's radar, but he just seems to be everybody's best bud, which is good for him. Really, all of my picks for for winning are coming from the the new new guys sides of things. It sounds like all the returnees are a mess. Which one of those are really going to end up having that much success? But if I had to pick one of the returnees, I think I'd go with Wardog. I feel like he's doing the same thing where he's coming out and he's he's pushing his own agenda, you know, and he's trying to make those inroads, but not be that big of a threat like some of the other people around him are, you know? I think Wardog's benefited um, by just laying low because honestly, I forgot he was in the game until you just mentioned him. <laughs> I would agree. And actually... He's been playing really well. Like, kudos to Wardog. I would agree with you. Like, well, he, he seems like a big personality, right? He's a huge personality. Oh, uh, yeah. The old season. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big troll. So that's what Garrett did wrong. Garrett didn't uh, Definitely. didn't step back where Wardog's actually doing that. I think that if he yeah. takes some time to start jumping out later, you know, that'll work for him. Look, if it was me and I saw I was surrounded by all these big personalities, I would just shut my mouth, which would Definitely. obviously be hard. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I would totally agree with that. I think even Missy did herself a service by not being that active that weekend, the mm-hmm. first weekend. <laughs> 
Yeah, Garrett even said himself, like, I just should have just not shown up on Saturday. I was thinking, like, yeah, probably shouldn't have. <laughs> probably would still be here. <laughs> I, I would agree with War Dog. I think, you know, for me, the more interesting veterans are the ones that are not in that core alliance, like the War Dog, Stephanie with two ends, and Ty. I'm really interested to see what they do because they've been laying so low. I know that they're really good players. Ty's been a little bit more aggressive, especially than I thought he would. I mean, we knew he was a, he was a move maker from his first season, but he's really been, been playing pretty hard. So we'll see if that benefits him. I, I think he's actually pretty good, though. So we'll see. I think he's going to be in danger tonight if that tribe goes to tribal council, but it might pay off for him. You know, uh, you take a risk when you're aggressive and you make a move, but sometimes it can pay off. You know, I, I agree. I think that the crazy is showing in Aurora's eyes a little bit. And if Ty <laughs> keeps poking that fire, then maybe he'll, uh, he'll have some luck over there, but I don't know. They, it did look like he was uh, un- under the under the gun tonight. So we'll see if they yeah, win. Yeah, Aurora's biggest weakness is her ability to read way too much into the most innocent statements. <laughs> yes. She also has a really weird sense of humor that's like kind of off-putting. So like you're not sure if she's being sarcastic or not, I think is the biggest problem. So yeah. she'll get into it with people and just be kind of awkward, which we've known her to be. I mean, I, I think she's really cool, but I, it was no shock that she was going to be paranoid mess eventually. That's kind of what happened her first season. She was playing great and then she just tanked it in the course of like two days. <laughs> so maybe that's happening here at a more rapid pace. Right. I mean, as uh, somebody who only got brought back because of a second chance, these people probably want it pretty bad. So it, it makes sense that they're kind of like really caring. And uh, when something comes up against them or something like that, I mean, obviously they're going to take it to heart and I can't blame her for being crazy. I don't think it's going to help her, but I can't really blame her. Yeah, that's interesting. You're kind of the perfect guest for this because you would come back in like a second chance season and you were someone who was uh, admittedly pretty unimpressive their first season mm-hmm. and then came back and was like a, an all-star. You know, we've seen a lot of times people, they play their first game, they're not sure what to do, and then they come out with regrets of being like, oh, I really wish I could have played harder. Um, I wish I had known to be more aggressive. And so like when they come back for their second time, they overdo it. <laughs> I think we're seeing that here. Specifically, I think, you know, Jessica has definite overdoing potential. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't blame them though, right? They, no. they just want to make it a name for themselves. And that's probably what they were told, right? If they got, especially a bunch of these guys who got booted earlier, it's like, you could have done something different if you maybe played a little more and this is your second chance to do that. So I, I expect them to go a little crazy. I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Yeah. I think we're in for a treat this season because mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy most of the cast. And I think, you know, there's the people that really regret a lot of their decisions the first time and, and want to prove themselves. And then we also have like the new players who maybe have heard about Stranded, but have never gotten the chance to play. And they've played in a ton of orgs, but this is like, you know, for some of them, it's a bucket list. Some of them come to me like, oh, I've been wanting to play this for a long time. It's finally the time. So, you know, we have two groups of people who really want to be there. One of which maybe knows what they're doing more than the other. And I'm not talking about the veterans. <laughs> um, well, I think that's all. If, unless anyone has any things that they remember they want to bring up tonight, we should be getting another entertaining night as these two new tribes try to figure out who to boot. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, looking forward to see how uh, first challenge goes tonight first real tribe challenge and how they do and what the fallout is. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, some of these people have also been known to to rage at people for sucking at challenges. So <laughs> should be a fun night. Oh my God, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as we saw an excursion. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Thank you guys for joining me. I can't wait to see what happens tonight. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 Oh my God, I fucking hate Cochran. <laughs> Wow, Craig's what still recording. <laughs> no, I love you. I love you. Yeah, right, dude. No, oh I said God. that on purpose. I promise. Yeah.
Okay. All right. No, we stay in a legend. You know I love you. I think it's cool we get people like from six or seven what? years ago that come back what? and people are what? like he always sounds like this you just never met him before or you yeah, just I don't, don't think i ever talked to you like talk to you, talk he, to was, you he was friends with ralph come on man he's like <laughs> oh he's, man I he's the ralph. og we can't dude. do that he's in the military <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah so i have military purposes i mean for uh, yeah. experimental purposes that's it reconnaissance yeah <laughs> reconnaissance <laughs> reconnaissance <laughs> Oh man, this thing's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. No man, he's the OG. I gotta get Ralph back in. Oh, I wish. I wonder if Ralph is still crazy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say if he's still alive. <laughs> I was thinking, like, he honestly, yeah, might I don't not know. Be. I used to talk to him every now and again, but he has disappeared in recent times. Oh, oh my god. god, the legend, the man, the myth, original Garrett. Did um did um yeah. what's his Ken have his baby? Wait, it's been six years. What the uh, fuck Chad. am I talking about? Chad. Yeah. Yeah, that baby that baby might have applied to Stranded. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, it's crazy to me that it's been that long, honestly. It, it really does not feel like it. <laughs> we get kids who were like 13 and 14 applying, and I'm like, Stranded started before you were born. So think yeah, how old I feel. That's insane. Absolutely insane. But it's so cool now. Yeah, like, dude, all I'm these, happy to be back here. All these people come back and they're like, they want to know about the old seasons and, you know, they hear about y'all's games. And, they, you know, when we talk about the best players, we talk about Cochran, we talk about the best seasons. It's like Namibia you know, and Venezuela. We really need to see if we can get Lex and Lindsay and, you know, Gabriel to do a podcast for Venezuela. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, we've been wanting to do like reunion podcasts to kind of like recap old seasons, and go into detail. That's cool. You gotta get Vetus back around, dude. I actually reached out to Vetus and he said, what did he say? It was something hilarious. Like, y'all still fucking do that? <laughs> like, that's what he replied to me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's crazy. We only played like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know. He's he's a troll. Uh, but no, it, it's good. Like, I always forget how, um, how like, into this you guys go. You know, how, like, how much you make it an experience and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. I, like, it's nice to be back here and seeing all these people get to participate in that, especially some of the people that uh, I might have heard of before, you know? The people now are so much more interesting. Like, we get a lot of older people. I mean, no offense to y'all, but... Overall, we get people who are like in their thirties. Really interesting. So it's fun to lurk now. It's it's much more fun to lurk now than it was. I think. And you know, we have other people lurking now. Yeah. And as a as a lurker, I mean, you pretty much have all permissions here, which is awesome. Like, I I like to be able to immerse myself in this, and it's cool to cool to get to see these guys. I, I always forget how like how noobs handle a game. You know. It's crazy to see some of them just like trying to figure their stuff out for the first time and really playing hard, but kind of like making those small mistakes that you really don't know about till you've just like done it forever. You know, it's cool. Definitely a fan. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.